0: Hello everyone, my name is Rick, Rick van Rugen from NeoTechnology, and here I am again, the third time in two days, this is wonderful, I'm on a, ro- on a roll here, uh, recording another podcast uh, for uh, our Neo4j Graphistania podcast, and today I have a fellow Belgian on the other side of this uh, Skype call, and that's uh, Christophe van Tomo from uh, Pronovix, uh, hi Christophe.
1: <laughs> Good morning, Rick. Hey, How are
0: morning. you? I'm really well, and uh, I hope Skype, uh, the Skype gods, bear with us <laughs> yes. because we've had yeah. some trouble uh, in the past couple of minutes. But um, I'm sure it will be fine. Hey, uh, Christophe, you, you, we met each other at uh, the Fosdem conference, yes. uh, which was uh, was a great experience, and I loved the the, the beer fest afterwards. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, yeah, you told me about some really great stuff that you guys are doing. Uh, with uh, graph databases. Uh, so, first of all, let's start at the beginning. You know, who are you? What do you do? And what's your relationship to the wonderful world of
1: graphs? So, um, I'm a I'm a bit of a weird duck because um, uh, I'm actually a bioengineer who ended up in in IT um, <laughs> through uh, through a biotech startup that did research in schizophrenia. It's it's a whole other life. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, um, but. Um, uh, I got involved in the Drupal community uh, a little over ten years ago, um, when when we started making websites uh, for for BITECH companies. Okay. And Drupal, then,
0: Drupal is like a like a content management system, yes, right? Yes,
1: Drupal, Drupal the open source content management system. Yeah. The the other really good Belgian product. Octavia, exactly. Yes. And uh, chocolates. And <laughs> so and, um, so, and, and um, I got I got really. Strongly involved in that community uh, ten years ago, like I, I helped organize one of the big European conferences, and and then we, we built a consultancy around that. Then um, so um, about five years ago, I got really excited about um, um, yeah documentation and uh, reuse of documentation specifically, and and how to deliver it uh, and like and reuse bits and pieces so that you could build deliverables. That that are um, that can be easily reused between different uh, channels, and um, uh, and that's that's how I got like excited about uh, graph databases and Neo, and specifically
0: when you say documentation you mean technical documentation for software yes. right or? yes yeah. The,
1: yeah. The, the thing the thing that everybody's like oh documentation ah, <laughs> damn it. yeah exactly yeah. yeah so so and and that's uh, that's how i got involved in in um because we we had one of our colleagues um like a long time ago i think six years ago or something Started playing with graph databases, and and uh, actually he built he built the first connector for Drupal for Neo, for, you know, and and he's like, oh, Kirsten, I did this thing, and and you know, I'm I'm really excited about graph databases, and I think it's cool. Um, like you know, do, do, do can we do something with this? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so that that's that that was like the first uh, connector for Neo for Drupal, and then that that kind of like died because there was um. Uh, it was not, I have to say, um, it technically it was there, but then, then there were no further implementations, and it was not sold, and and sure. people didn't figure out how to use it. Um, but then, because of the the um, documentation thing, I, I got I actually started seeing like what you would use a, a graph database for, and that's when I got really excited super cool
0: it's because I mean the documentation I'm um, I i do not know if you noticed but this is where Neo4j started as well you know as a, as a as an open source project you know 15 years ago Viking hackers in a garage um, you know they were all about uh, content management at the time as well you know because they were they were working for a media company that was uh, managing digital assets um, so it's, it's 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 funny that there's this uh, there's this uh, convergence or link between the two worlds, right? Um, yeah. What, uh, what, what is the use case all about? You know, how does it, what does it
1: work? Um, how does it work? So I've been I've been thinking. So I've um, I've got this uh, data, which is uh, another of those words. Um, uh, it's it's a a standard that's really, well, fairly popular in the technical writing community um, for writing reusable documentation. It's like an XML standard. It's um, mm-hmm. um, some people <laughs> scratch their heads when they hear about it, and other people are raving mad about it. Um, so in the in the DITA community, I've been doing talks about uh, content management systems and open source and, and things like that. And um, I think two years ago, I started thinking about personalization and embedding information so that like what what I dream about is this um like in, instead of having a manual that the documentation system knows who you are and serves you the right information like when you need it. Uh so now I, I did a talk about that at um at a Dita uh, the Dita conference here I think it was in Europe. Um and um and I was thinking like so how would you do that? and uh and then i started thinking like yeah actually uh, probably um it it wouldn't really work with a relational database because you you need to start collecting a whole lot of information and start analyzing for patterns um and and that's how i started thinking about about uh, neo and and graph databases more more uh, in general
0: so as a personalization engine for Documentation, right? So that you, yeah. you you wouldn't need you wouldn't need to search for documentation as much, but you yeah. you you would have like a recommend recommended set of documentations that would be served to you semi automatically.
1: Yeah. So it's the idea that, um, like for for example, you're in an application, uh, like you're in a web app, and you've been uh, you you can't find that one damn button that you, you know it's somewhere. We've all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. And uh, so you're clicking around and you're like going through settings then to, I don't know, connections. And so you, you keep like going circles and circles and circles because you, you can't find the damn button. Um, and that at that point, the system would say like, oh, you know this looks a lot like what people do when they're looking for this thing. Yeah. And then you get a little pop-up saying like, hey, are you maybe looking for this? Uh, and then, um, and, and similarly, if you, if you're uh, using a certain feature and you're doing something really weird, and other people have done that, and then sure. they went to the documentation and found some other feature, then you could shortcut that and like skip a few um, jumps in in the graph, um, and and immediately serve them the information that they're looking for. So it's kind of like uh, analyzing patterns of behavior that people have uh, inside of a web application. And then serving them the that's like patterns of behavior that they normally do just before going to the documentation site, yep. and then serving them that documentation that people normally will find when they go to the documentation site after they've done a certain thing, and then serving that information to them. So that's that's kind of like what what I um, yeah that's one of the, the the really cool things that I would like to do. <laughs> so, yeah, I understand. Yeah.
0: And so, uh, so why is that such a good use case for for a graph database? You know, well, is that because of the the, the pattern recognition, or yeah. what, what's the what's the what's the secret sauce?
1: So, so it's it's a pattern recognition. So I think um, CMSs are really good at storing data in like in a like storing similarly structured information because they, they, most of CMSs use um, uh, SQL databases, and and they're they're pretty good at that, like just building up a content totally. model and then, um, you you know, reusing that over and over again. Um, But that's like being able to recognize behavior. um, Well, that's not something that we are normally doing in the CMS space. Uh, We we have some very basic things, like there's some recommendation based on on the content and shared keywords and things like that. But behavior uh, analysis is not one of the things that you normally find in the CMS. So, and and that's um, so for that we need different technology because you you in a in a SQL database you would have to do so many joins to to like even figure out what's going on um, that um, yeah that that I don't think that it would make sense to do it that way and and ideally it would be a system that you don't have to program everything but that it can start looking for patterns on its own eventually mm-hmm. um, and and that you you build this this graph of interactions and content. And kind of like um, uh, a graph that that combines those two uh, to to do uh, things with that. So, so yeah. where,
0: where are you guys with this? You know, uh, how far along that path are you? Uh, you've, I know you've done some prototyping already, right?
1: Yeah. So it, we are we're very very early. So our our main business right now is developer portals. So we're, we've specialized. Um, uh, two years ago, we started working. Uh, well, a year and a half ago, we started working with Apigee. That's now part of Google um and they um, like we they, they have a developer portal that we are customizing uh, for their customers and, and and we built this whole business around uh, documentation specifically about api's so that's that's where our, our core focus is right now yep. um, and um, so the, the AI and personalized documentation is something that that we're doing research on um, so the, the thing we've done uh, currently um, is um, we've built a connector for Drupal for Neo. Uh, I did a talk about that at FOSM, Um and that was um, um, like, like do a, that one, yeah. 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 So it it was that talk was not just about this use case. It was about you know what could you do if you combine a CMS and a graph database, and mm-hmm. um, and like and looking at it um, from um, an added value perspective rather than a replacement perspective, mm-hmm. um, because I think I think. Um, I, I know that in the Neo community, people are like, you know, just get rid of the stupid SQL databases; <laughs> they're they're worthless, and and you know, graph databases can do everything so much better. Um, I I think
0: um, that's a pipe dream in my books, yeah, anyway. yeah,
1: probably. So yeah. yeah. I'm also I'm also like, I you know, you could build a CMS with a graph database, um, and I, I think that could work, but I think that there's there's so so much uh, existing technology already. Um, where it's a large amount of extensions and huge communities, that it would be make more sense to like create an add-on uh, instead of a replacement. Uh, because if you replace it, then you have to rewrite everything. Yeah. yeah. So so and yeah. So that that's why I think I think that there's a sweet spot for, for Neo in the CMS community. But I think there's there's two two aspects to this. One is like the sweet spot for Neo in the CMS community, and that could be like recommendation and pattern finding. Um, but then there's also the inverse that you could think about. And that's um, like, what if you would put an open source CMS like Drupal in front of a graph database and we'd use it as an interface to manipulate uh, the graph and to, to add um, maybe sometimes some structured objects into, into your graph um, and, then, and then use, um, use the, the CMS to build reports about those objects. Um, and um, and the graph to find out like which ones you're going to build put into your reports um, so so that that was my talk about
0: well you've already touched on my last question which is you know what does the future hold <laughs> you know what what, what, what what could we do uh, in, the, in the in the future and I know that we're, we'll be doing some meetups together and I'm really looking forward to those but um, uh, you know uh, where does this where does this go uh, Christoph you know what's the what's the uh, What's, the, what's in your crystal ball?
1: So, um, I, I love thinking about the future, <laughs> so uh, I, um, I really love um, Kevin Kelly's book, um, The Inevitable, mm-hmm. and, and in that book he talked about, I think this, this is one of, this is the, the basic pattern that, that got me thinking about this also. Um, he talks about flowing, and it's a, a very, very interesting concept that uh, we're moving from uh, an internet where we used to have um, uh, documents to an internet where we, where we have pages today where we'll have flows of information tomorrow. And, um, and this idea of going from having an object that's structured and that has a context, like has a, has a manual context or like a book context uh, or a document context where you put all the information in context of the rest of the book into like a very rigid structure um, that's, that's how we used to do things. That's how, um, books and manuals were built, um, like, you know, even when printing press or before, even before the printing press, um, was invented. So, and, and what the internet has been doing and what search engines have been doing is that we've been moving towards, uh, pages where you can just dive into any object or, uh, sorry, any, any document, uh, any book, and just find that one page where a certain, um, concept is explained. Um, so you, you can just jump in, and you don't have to have, have to read the whole book to be able to understand something. Uh, and that's that's where we are today. Um, but like I think that's the next step in this this process, and that's also what Kevin Kelly talks about, is is flows, where you have a flow of information that's that's much more personalized, and and we're just constantly um, dipping in and out of these information flows around us that are um, that are serving us the, the the documentation that we need at a certain time to be able to do what we need to do and that that are aware of of our context so that we you know we don't have to adjust to the context of the documentation but the documentation adjusts to our own personal context so, and i think yeah
0: so so what what i'm hearing is you you see us as you see this graph database integration and everything that you guys are building as a, as a, as a means to that end, you know, to, to yeah. get, to get there somewhere, somehow yeah. or to get closer to it.
1: Yeah. So we've, we've have, um, we have a first customer where, um, I've been talking about this concept and, um, uh, like they're, they're a SaaS company. And, um, so what I imagine is that we could track users like the administrators, um, as they're interacting with the software. Um, and then basically, um, serve them the content like this way where where you, you know you you look at their whole experience inside of your tool and then you you serve them the information they need to be able to to interact better and get more value out of your system so it's kind of like the the idea the way that I describe it is uh, going from the context of the manual uh, to the context of one uh, like the one person one single uh, user and uh, and how they are interacting with the system this is very very like there's a lot of work to get here (laughs) Uh, but um but i I think that we can take like baby steps um like you know start with uh, a first implementation start with just getting building um a graph of the behavior um and how people interact with documentation and with the tools that's document um that uh, that are documented by the documentation and then um Use that to to start recommending content, uh, and yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. I, I did a we started a mailing list about it um, um, at at one of the meetups uh, where I was presenting, and um, like we, we actually we had one of the people that worked at, uh, on Clippy years and years ago at Microsoft, who who was who was also really excited about the idea, um, because I think this is what actually what Clippy wanted to do. Or wanted to be, but it was not possible. Uh, and I think that graph databases uh, could be the piece of technology that enables the dream of Clippy. Um, <laughs> well,
0: well, I think on that uh, bombshell, <laughs> I think uh, that's a great great time to, uh, to kind of wrap up uh, this podcast. Um, thank you so much for coming online, Christoph. Um, we'll be publishing some more details around your work and also the talks that you've been doing with the uh, transcription of the podcast so uh, people can read up about it uh and i look forward to uh, seeing you at one of our meetups right because we'll be doing some uh some community work together in the next couple of months as well so really looking forward to that
1: likewise thank you so much have a nice day christophe yeah you too Bye. bye